Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode one. This is our first official episode of Kick in the Creatives. And I have to say, I think Tara and I did pretty well recording this with barely any notes between us. Um, As I'm recording this, it's still just a few days after Christmas. And so time has been really short, but still we did it. We're here. And I'm so excited to see that so many of you are getting involved in one of our first challenges, Art Journal January. And just a couple of days ago, Bridget Blair of Bash sent us a photo of her art journal and she's even decorated the front of her book with our name, Kick in the Creative. So thank you, Bridget, for sending us that. And I'm so sorry if I've pronounced your surname incorrectly. I think we will be guilty of that again during this episode with another name. So I do apologise in advance. So anyway, good luck with Art Journal January. Please do share your pages with us and don't forget to head over to the site to see what challenges are coming up in February. Meanwhile, today's show is all about kicking the fear of sketching, something I think that many of us struggle with at some point. So please do enjoy the show and don't forget to share it with your fellow creatives. Welcome to the first episode of Kicking the Creatives, our brand new show. And this episode is going to be about kicking your fear of sketching. But we just want to fill you in on a few things that we've got going on before that. So coming up, we've got Art Journey January. And we really want to thank everyone who's joined the site so far and have subscribed and have joined us in the Facebook group. So what what have we got going on, Sandra? Well, we're actually having to record this uh, way more in advance than we normally would because I'm going away on holiday for a few days or rather for two weeks in a few days. So by the time this airs, um, hopefully some of our listeners will be enjoying art journal january already and if you are one of those people we want to hear from you so i want to know how people are finding it and what what are you doing to make your pages more interesting we really would like to hear wouldn't we tara um and if if you're looking for some inspiration i came across an artist on instagram only yesterday and her name's megan jeffrey her journal pages are so eye-catching um really inspiring i thought i don't know if you've you've seen her online yeah, I've been following her for quite a while. She does some absolutely amazing stuff. I th- she pretty much journals every day, or she seems to. And is it, I don't know, she's using diff- different bits of things, markers. They're just yeah. so nice, aren't they? Yeah. And I think it literally illustrates almost a day in her life. It, they are fabulous, really, really. Uh, so colourful and bright, and, and yes, yeah, she caught my attention straight away. So, yeah, I'd highly recommend uh, anyone checking her um, Instagram out for sure. Yeah, we're really hoping we can get her on the show as well. So hopefully she'll be on on in the future. And, you know, there are really, really good reasons why journaling in any form is a a healthy pastime. And it's not only good for our own mental health, but also our relationships, too. So if you're interested to know more about that, then I would suggest popping along to the blog. um, And on there, you'll be able to read a really interesting post all about just that. Um, And obviously, we are going to find out how Tara got on with Art Journal January in our next episode, because obviously I can't ask you that now, Tara, because it's not January quite yet. Um, But how are you preparing for the challenge and what are you hoping to get out of it? 
Well, at the moment, I don't think Art Journal January is very good for my mental health because I'm slightly <laughs> wetting myself. <laughs> so, but I have got myself a, I think it's called a Dilusions Art Journal. It might be a delusional art journal <laughs> in my case. Um, so I've got, I've got that ready. I've got tons and tons of different art materials. I got some stuff for Christmas and I keep, I'm becoming a bit of a hoarder of art materials that I never use, which is absolutely crazy. So I've got some watercolour markers I've never tried out. I've got a brush pen. So I'm hoping to give all those a go. But I I do tend to avoid colour in my work, which which is a bit weird. Or if I do, it will be kind of very solid, like a bit of red with some black and white. I'm quite scared of colour. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure if it's going to be a disaster or if it's going to be all right. And I'm also wondering, shall I video myself? And that thing is that kind of stupid when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but, but I might give it a go. So uh, yeah, I'm not sure yet, but I'm sort of looking forward to it, but also uh, a bit worried. Well, at the end of the day, that's well. This episode is really all about anyway. It's, it's how to kick that fear. I'm interested that you're scared of colour. I used to be scared of backgrounds um, I, rather than colour. <laughs> so I used to ha- draw things and then just you know be a bit scared of painting the background because that was just too complicated. You know, I'm over that now, obviously, but yeah, uh, yeah, I I think I'm a good person to talk about this subject anyway, because for a long time I was too scared to sketch um, in case I spoiled the pages and I wasted months and months um, from when I bought my first sketchbook, just staring at a blank page and, and wishing it was full. Um, and, and that's actually months and months of practice that I missed out on. Um, and I can only imagine the improvement I could have made over that time if I'd have just picked up that pencil. Um, but finally, one day, I ruined my first page and I've never looked back. And even when I do look back and see some of the bad ones, I still enjoy looking at them, even if it's just to see how much I've learned and improved since since then. And besides, I, I don't know about you, but I actually think it's more interesting to look through pages of doodles and rubbish than, um, you know load of blank pages um even now anyway with lots of practice behind me I I still find myself being way way too precious about it and my sketches still have a tendency to be a little bit sterile I think um I don't know how you feel about that I I think I'm the total opposite um in terms of I mean I don't sketch that much it depends what you term sketching Mm. if you're talking about something in front of you or a photograph that you're sitting and drawing I haven't done that much of that um, no. lately. Well, I've done a little bit this year, actually, but prior to that, I hadn't done that much. It'd be more sort of doodling things out of my head, really. But I'll tend to not worry about the paper I'm using, so I'll buy the cheapest. Like, when I went on holiday, I bought a cheapest sketch pad I could get. It was like a pound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then I don't worry about using it. And if I do a crap drawing, well, just go on to the next page. Yeah. Doesn't matter. And I've just been through actually the other day. I just literally chucked a sketchbook out. It's one I've been doing my morning doodling in. And I just went through and thought, yeah, I like that one, like that one, like that one. Don't like the rest. You know, throw it in the bin. <laughs> just like, um, it, it doesn't matter because it was all about doing it more than anything yeah. else, I think, in that matter for me. So, yeah, totally the opposite, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, even now with lots of practice behind me, I, I can still find myself being 
way too precious about it to be quite honest um but i learned something about myself really recently when um my son charlie walked into my studio it was only a few days ago and i was just um doing some painting and he just casually started browsing through my sketchbook well i'm not bothered you know he's my son i don't care if he looks through it but after a few minutes he picked up a pencil and he started drawing something in it. And he did hesitate for a moment because I think he was convinced I would try and stop him. But I found myself really excited to see him scribbling in my book. Um, well, that was until I realised what he was actually drawing, <laughs> which was completely inappropriate. <laughs> what was it? Can you no, say? no, I can't. <laughs> I can honestly say my, my children have been very well brought up. It just didn't work. <laughs> But anyway, we had a good laugh about that. Um, but then I gave him a lesson. I said, right, if you're gonna if you're gonna show an interesting drawing, then I'm actually gonna teach you some some proper drawing. So I gave him a lesson um, there and then of just I started uh, showing him how to draw a three D ball. Oh yeah. Um, so I drew this three D ball first and explained about the light and and what. Was that similar to what he was drawing before in the book? Oh dear, you really <laughs> want to know, don't you? <laughs> No, I really can't say. No, it's all right. Go on. <laughs> we'll lose all of our listeners in one one episode. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I drew, I drew this ball after uh, first, and then I I said to him, right now, I want you to draw a three D ball, and I showed him where the light was coming from and whatnot. And he's never been into drawing, not since he was tiny. So it was never going to be a masterpiece. But that's how I realised that it wasn't my sketchbook that I was precious about at all. But it's just a the fear I think that somebody might see my own imperfections because seeing his drawing in there just made me feel really happy and um I don't know I, maybe that's just because it's now this funny memory that's just been etched onto a page so it was an interesting thing to learn about myself needless to say I did rub his um <clears throat> initial one out <laughs> but you can still see like this indentation but you know I always think it's that first crisp white page that's the scariest one but there are ways that I think we can get past that hurdle. Um, so we could um, decorate that page with colour or um, collage before drawing over the top. And that way, um, if you really, really hate your sketch, you can always add more layers of col uh, collage. So that's quite a good trick. Um, but the only thing with that is I do think, it's, to be honest, it's important to keep all of your sketches, um, however bad you think they are. Um, otherwise, you've got no way of gauging your progress later on. So instead of throwing out your um, sketches or painting over them, you could, uh, there are other things you can do. So um, this is what I do sometimes. I use a post-it note, you know, the post-its with the little one, yeah. one bit sticky. So I stick um, a post-it note over the top of my sketch in the area that I don't like it. And then I just redraw that area over the top. And that way you don't have to stare at the ones you don't like. And you've got a way of drawing over the top without destroying what's, what's underneath. So you can compare. Um, but if you really, really can't live with it, you could try sticking two pages together. But I usually, if I do that, I leave the top part open so I can slot things inside. Um, and that way you can sort of still see it if you really want to. Um, painting over the page with acrylic or adding collage, as I said earlier. Um, or you could get a ring binder sketchbook and just tear out the pages. Um, but I would definitely suggest if you're ever going to get rid of a sketch altogether I think you should take a photograph of the sketch before you discard it and log it 
onto a file on your computer but make sure you date it and then that way as long as you've got a password you can still see your old sketches but nobody else can but um you know no one else is ever going to find them later on <clears throat> up in your loft and they're not going to come back and haunt you do you know what i mean yeah do you do you don't just um put post-its over there and draw on them do you because you put funny little notes don't you as well oh yeah if I think they're really beyond if I <laughs> if I'm so scared <laughs> by something I think oh, clearly I, I can't draw this today I'll just yeah I've got a, a sketchbook and and it's full of these post-it notes well I say full that's not quite true but several of these um post-it notes and you know omg <laughs> what what wth and all this sort of stuff and explanation mark and danger do not look and all this rubbish on the it just depends how i feel if i feel like doing it again then i will sometimes i've done that i've done um i've drawn a face and i've got one of the eyes completely wrong so i've just posted a put a post-it note across um the page but just where the the corner goes over the eye and i'll redo the eye that sort of thing so it's a way of sort of almost proving to yourself you can do it but you know you haven't got to discard the one underneath now, how, yeah. do you, how do you get around this sort of thing well do you know i i think there might be a bit of graphic designer mentality that that makes it slightly different you know how i said i don't worry about using the paper yeah now i, I think that might be from because obviously I, I came into graphic design prior to you know big computer use. Yeah, I'm that old. Um, <laughs> hey, we're the well, same age. Speak for yourself. No, because I'm now two years older than you, aren't I? Oh yes. Oh, I mustn't yes. let you forget that. Yeah. So when um, when we used to do stuff, it was all in layout pads. I mean, I, I still do that now. So you draw something, but the idea was you draw it and then you'd refine it by tracing it over with a layout pad. So there was no preciousness there because the first one was only a step to the next one, if that made sense. So, so it's almost, might... like, almost like doing a pencil drawing and then going over it in pen or over the best lines and then rubbing out the pencil, that sort of thing? Sort of, but it'd be... So I've, I would draw an ink. So if I was trying to do an illustration, for example, I would draw on a layout pad, which, you know, they're really see-through. Yeah. So it's almost like tracing paper. So, mm. so you draw it really loosely just to try and get the kind of line you want. And then you'd put a bit, the layout pad on top of it and then you'd draw it again. And each time you try and refine that and make it a better drawing. Yeah. And, then, and then eventually, you know, with, with computers, you'd then take it onto the computer and then draw it up. So none of those drawings were ever... They, the first drawing was never going to be the drawing you went with. No. If that made sense. So that took the preciousness away. And I don't know how you could bring that into art so much, but but I guess if you treat your first drawing is not your finished drawing. Yeah, you know, I mean, a sketchbook is a means to an end at the end of the day, isn't it? That's exactly yeah. what it is. And I, I think I feel like we, we we kind of really need to get rid of that feeling that only perfect will do. Um, I mean, I, I hear people say to me all the time, I can't even draw a straight line. You know, and my answer is always, well, you know, there's nothing remotely interesting about a straight line. Uh, <laughs> you know, wobbly lines are far more interesting. And the best sketches are not perfect. Uh, you know, in fact, my favourite sketches when I see them online, I don't know about you, they're always, you know, imperfect and sometimes really naive. And those sketches seem to have a, like a charm that others don't. And I find them really, really appealing. And uh, going back to what I was saying earlier about Charlie drawing in my sketchbook, you know, if you're feeling a little bit precious about it, get your family involved in your book. That will, you know, eliminate that feeling straight away. It'll be far less precious, but a lot more fun and really great, you know, fun to look back on. 
I mean, it's so funny. I've tried to get um, my other half, Kevin, to draw, and he hates drawing. But I think it's because, you know, they were so negative when he was at school. So right. it, they made it like, so, you know, I'll just just sit out there and, you know, do something. Because cause they knew he wasn't one of the arty people. Yeah. It was just almost like, you know, we don't bother with him. But I've tried to get him to draw things. Everything looks like a cat. <laughs> it doesn't matter what he draws. So he wouldn't it let looks... you give him a lesson then? He, he wouldn't be interested. He would if I really wanted to, but mm. it would be for me, not for him. He wouldn't He wouldn't be bothered about it. Isn't it interesting how some people just love doing it and some people don't? And some people seem to take to it very naturally and some people have to kind of work hard at it. Or do you think that we're all born with it and that we just stop? I No, I think there is, there is something like you've clearly, like, you know, some people are great at sport, like he's really good at sport. Which I'm never going to be a natural sports. Oh, me person. neither. Me neither. No, but and so I think there is kind of a natural inclination. I think there is something as talent, but then I think the talent goes however much you know you put into it, really. Yeah, I do think you know anyone can learn to draw. Yeah. Um, because I do sometimes I I feel frustrated when I see sometimes online maybe somebody has put a comment on on somebody's drawing saying you know how do you how do you draw that face how do you start where do you start and the artist will put something like um i don't know i just do and i think actually i i don't think that's that's very forthcoming <laughs> because everyone knows how they tackle a drawing um it's whether you're willing to share or not and, and most artists are, are really willing to share i certainly am but there are some out there who, who really want to keep their own secrets but at the end of the day you know, everyone has, there is, a, you know, ways of learning how to draw everything. And um, it's just a matter of practice once you've learned those basic steps, you know. Um, you don't just go into a face and, and draw, I don't know, a, a, an oval with two eyes, a nose and a mouth. You don't. You'll, you'll start off by thinking about what's underneath the skin and what's, you know, the the shape of the skull and things like that. So you'd start there in your head anyway. And usually when you begin, you start sort of mapping out that kind of thing you know um on the page before you even think about drawing the nose on the top do you know what I mean so there are there are ways of you know you if you want to learn to draw something just buy a book on the the thing you most want to learn about and and just practice 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 every single day um but don't practice too much because um perfect drawings in my eyes are not perfect perfect drawings are imperfect definitely do you, do you think the same? Do you what, what if you're going to look at a drawing? Do you prefer looking at those ones that are slightly naive and, a, and maybe the perspectives off, or or do you prefer looking at drawings that are absolutely spot on, perfect? I'd prefer something that's not too realistic. Yeah, the, me too. I was looking the other day at some absolutely brilliant um, portrait drawings. But I don't know if you call them portraits or faces or whatever, but they were really really scribbly and. I, absolutely love them and it almost like pulled the face out of the scribble i think i've seen there's a, a portrait artist that does that all the time and literally forms a face out of um they did one of did was it david bowie is it that one you're talking about this was on pinterest it was nobody oh, well known i didn't right. i didn't know any of the you know people they'd drawn mm. um but it was just just amazing they'd got all these lines going on that, that obviously weren't on the face no but somehow they'd formed this you know, just scribbly thing. I just loved it. 
and, and you must have been inspired then because you did one actually you posted one quite recently and I was so surprised I, I mean obviously you always say I'm a graphic designer I'm not an artist but I was really really impressed with that drawing I thought it was brilliant and, and I love the fact that it was all just lines and squib- scribbles that kind of this this face had kind of come out of it do you know what I mean well that was a slight mistake as well because, <laughs> because what I was intending doing because I had seen those faces and I thought oh, I love those but then I'd found this photograph on Pixabay you know the free um royalty free free site yeah. for photos and I thought well I love that I'm gonna have a go at drawing that because I'd bought this really cheap gray again cheap cheap gray paper so I wasn't going to be precious about it <laughs> mm. but I fancy trying something and this is another thing you can try using like a mid-tone to start with so then you're applying lights and darks rather than starting a white sheet of paper and um, I was originally just going to block in the blacks with a chunky marker which I did and then I'd bought a chunky white marker and I thought I'm going to block you know the white sim with the chunky white but the blooming chunky white marker which is the second I tried I tested it out on the side of the page and it just literally soaked into the paper. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't see it. It was absolute pants. Mm. So I'd got, you know, those gel pens. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to use it because I know they work. But I thought, oh, God, you know, I need a way of applying that because it was fairly large areas. So I thought, oh, I'll go scribbly, you know, and did that. And, uh, yeah, it didn't work out too bad. I've... um. What about acrylic, white acrylic paint? But then I suppose you can't draw with it, can you? Only only with a really fine brush, but it's not the same, is it? No, I just... There's something about drawing as opposed to painting. I'm not very good mm. at controlling paint. Mm. So I just... And I like I like immediate stuff. I'm, yeah. I'm really impatient. Unlike you, who's who likes your detail. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily like it it just seems to be what I naturally do (laughs) sometimes I really curse myself I'm like for goodness sake just you know stop worrying just splodge it on but it's just I think it's the drawing I think is one of these things that you can tell a lot about someone's personality by how they draw and how they paint Um, I'm slapdash (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I mean no, so, you can tell that actually, because you can tell the way we are. Because if if we when we've done like blog posts and stuff together, yeah, yeah. you're very organised and structured, aren't you? And I'm not. I'd never have described myself as organised and structured, but maybe compared to you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I always think it's the other way round. You know, when, certainly when it comes to scheduling and things like that. I always think you're the, the organised one and I'm not quite so much, but mm, I think I'm I'm very good at faking it, <laughs> faking structure. But, yeah, I mean, I with painting, I, I like to think that I've got a balance between what is sort of realism but what's definitely, obviously, a painting. But with sketching, it's hard not to carry that... Um, realistic sort of thing into my drawings because that's really how I how I do it but I sometimes you know one of the my favorite sketches I ever saw um my husband Paul his auntie Jean she's sort of mid-70s now and she she joined an art class um and she drew this coffee pot with charcoal it's just literally a charcoal outline of a coffee pot she's never drawn anything before in her life and it as much as and she hated this thing and she bought it home she said what a load of rubbish but I could see there was such a charm to this drawing because it was it was obviously drawn by someone who doesn't draw or 
sometimes, or you could sort of almost think it was drawn very cleverly by someone who really can draw. You know those people that sort of draw and they try to look very naive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. I, I really, really loved it. It was. I, in fact, I'd love that on my wall, but she doesn't know where it is. It's apparently. <laughs> I think she's probably thrown it away. She never did keep it up. She only did, I think, one or two classes. But um, I think you can lose that, you know, inhibition. Like like when you're a child and you draw, you scribble, you you draw a purple tree and you you draw a blue sun and and it's easy to kind of lose that, is isn't it? And I think yeah. one thing I think everybody should try is to stop. Um, being scared to draw a purple tree or a blue sun. If you want to do that, do it. It's all about finding your own style and um, experimenting in your own way. And and there is no such thing as a bad sketch. The only bad sketch is one that doesn't exist. Yeah, the one that one of my favourite drawings I ever did was years and years ago when I was at college, and I was doing this project at the time on litter. I don't know why I picked that, but anyway, I had. Um, and I thought, oh, we, we used to do life drawing classes. And I thought, I'm going to take this kind of theme I was doing into my life drawing classes. So I pasted all this litter onto this sheet of paper. So it was like, you know, um, cartons, old cartons of flattened orange juice and newspaper and stuff. And then I just painted the life drawing on top of that. Oh, One wow. of my favourite ever drawings. And oh. I think it's, it's just because it was so loose. Have you got you a, know, a photo of that anywhere? I don't know. It might even be still in the loft, and I'll probably look at it now because we did have an old folder of my college stuff in our loft. Um, but I'll probably look at it now and think it's pants. But at the time, <laughs> at the time, I loved that. You know, yeah. it was one of my favourite things I'd done. Again, um, it's like taking that preciousness away because I'd start, you know, you can't ruin litter, can you? No. I, when I started drawing from life, I'd, I'd been sort of carrying a sketchbook around with me, trying to get things looking exactly as I see them, blah, blah, blah. And then one day I went to London um, on a train and I was having such a bad day. I really was having a bad day. Um, the train was cancelled. I had to wait for a later train. Um, I'd bought this Mars bar. <laughs> and it was <laughs> Is this a- relevant? Yeah, it was absolutely it was the, it was such a rip off. It was something like two pound fifty for a fun size marble. I mean, I was starving, hungry, and um, I got to uh, I got to London and I just had a really rubbish day. And on the way home, I was so fed up, and I pulled out my sketchbook, and out with my sketchbook um, fell this uh, empty Mars bar wrapper, and I just got the Biro pen out of my bag. I didn't get the pencil case with all the fancy pens and pencils in it that were in my sketchbook bag. I just literally pulled the biro out of my handbag and I just literally began to sketch the outline of this Mars bar wrapper. And um, you could literally feel the stress, you know, being drained from my body as I started drawing this thing. And I think what it was is I just did not care whether this drawing was going to be good or bad I could not have cared less I just drew it because I needed I felt like I needed to draw um and it it was the, the sketch was fine and I wrote um I wrote next to it the price of the the Mars bar at uh, the Mars bar and what a pants day I'd had and the fact that the person opposite with me you know me was snoring his head off and all this stuff and to this day when I look back at that page it I love looking at that page because I know it, it takes me right back to where I was there's nothing fancy about the drawing but it meant the most out of that whole book because it was really me drawing how I felt even though it was just a Mars bar wrapper um 
it was the the one time when I just didn't care how it turned out. I really didn't. And it turned out all right, but it wouldn't have mattered either way because I just didn't care. So it's it's almost like you've got to stop caring too much about yeah. what your what the outcome is going to be. It's about the actual process of doing it. Yeah, I think that's probably why I worry less than you do. Probably because I don't classify myself as an artist. Yeah. Whereas you do. Well. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <Best> artist. <laughs> well, recently. But it is nearly Christmas. Well, we've just passed Christmas, haven't we? So I've, I've got a reason for that. But going, quickly going back to you were talking about drawing on, yeah. um, drawing on junk. Now, is this the inspiration? Because you came up with Draw on Junk June. And that's one of our challenges, isn't it? Coming up for this year. Um is that where you got that inspiration from? No. Oh. No, it's I... <laughs> no, it's because, I, you know, I did those drawings. I don't know if you, those illustrations, you may not have seen them. And I just, like, used a lolly stick and a button. And it was, it was this thing where, you know, people like us, you can't stop with these ideas. They're just constantly in your head. Yeah. So I made these series of little illustrations. And, and it was just like a little button. And I put a face on it and I put thread and it, within it I put text and it said something like, oh, now I'm going to forget what I put. But it was something like um, her friends all glazed over when she had another idea or something like that. And I, I did think this, I this... saw that. I think I did see it. Yeah. And it was just this little series. Each of them used like a bit of junk, you know, like a yeah. one one button or a lolly stick. So that's where the um, yeah the idea for that came from. But that's why that's why ahead in June, um, in February, we've got some um, some really good challenges ahead for for writers. We've got um, February fables coming up um, for those of you who like writing. And the idea are we going to tell people about that now or? Do well, I think you, you better now. To... You just started it. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> other ones coming up in February. February fables is because um, we're not just there for for only artists; it's writers as well. Um, and this one is, uh, we're challenging you to write a, um, a fairy tale um, throughout the month of February. So start from start to finish a fairy tale from um, in February. And although obviously we want you to have finished the fairy tale, it, we don't expect it to be ready to publish. <laughs> it's it's a first draft uh, ready to edit. So that's that's what we're challenging you to do in February. And I'm excited about that one because I absolutely love writing. So, um, And are you going to be taking part in any um, in February? Yeah, I'm going to do the Faces one, I think. Since yeah, and I actually really want to do that now. Can we, can we make it January? <laughs> no, unfortunately. Well, <laughs> no. you can if you want. You can practice. No. You I can't make... do that and art journal yeah, that's, January, that's can unless, I? Unless you, unless you incorporate faces in your art journal. I mean, yeah, I art, art journaling um, for me is about sort of illustrating your day. So if there's somebody in that's, you know, you've met that day, well, then draw their face. Draw whoever you see every day in your art journal. I'd, I don't think I could go that deep into an art journal. I might draw what I have for breakfast or... But I, I because I'm sort of drawing more of a spread in an art journal... I would tend to avoid something as complicated as a face. Although, of course, you don't have to make it a complicated face. You can do a really simple one, I suppose, like a cartoon face, couldn't you, really? Yeah, it's really weird because I've been looking at all this stuff about art journaling, obviously, because we're going to do it. I've made a Pinterest board if anybody wants to have a look at that. Um, but it's like there seems to be so much sort of diverse things on what an actual art journal is. Yes. Like you can make it whatever you like. So there's people who are using it like to test out techniques. And then there's people who are just making these really beautiful, 
I don't know what you'd call them, almost like patterns and backgrounds and swirls and leaves and that sort of thing. So there doesn't seem to be a set what an art journal is. Although no. we, we were saying it would be more towards your day, but obviously you can take yeah. it in any direction you want. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my uh, my idea of an art journal is an illustration of your day or something to, yeah, to illustrate what your day has been like. And it doesn't have to be everything, obviously. It's just pick out the things that have um, you've enjoyed the most or you fancy drawing the most. Or, I mean, it, it might be you want to do a leaf rubbing if you've been for a walk in the woods or you can do all sorts of things. Um, it might just be random notes of things you've overheard or like you say draw someone you've spent some time with that day um anything there's no end of ways you can use an art journal but basically it's 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 to illustrate your day and you might not want to keep up an art journal all year you might just want to do it for january but you could still keep a diary after that of your thoughts and feelings and brain you know brain dump every day um i mean i was thinking we could even have depending how it goes in january perhaps we'd do it again later in the year see how, see how it goes yes but um yeah so anyway i uh, hopefully this has um inspired you all to just get sketching and stop being um so uh worried about it just get on and do it and have some fun um but on our last well on our lead up sorry we had we did do an episode zero didn't we tara just an introductory episode which we um aired on um the idea medic podcast and on that episode we asked the listeners where is the strangest place you have ever sketched or what is the strangest thing that you've ever sketched um and we received quite a few answers um and the first one was from did you get some answers that i don't know about yeah, tara i think so i think i've, I've no, got no. about four written down here yeah yeah, yeah. i was hoping you do got... the one with a lady who's got a really difficult name to pronounce <laughs> Oh, goodness. Are you? <laughs> I'll do... Okay, you do the first two then and I'll do the last two. Okay, so the first one was from Maria Bennett-Hock who says, I am pretty conventional so far, mostly restaurants and airports. I do try to sketch on the plane when I travel. Also on a walk, I will stop cold and sketch if the mood strikes me. And I think that's a great idea. And it's weird because myself and my partner, we had our dog was in the vet's had an operation um, a little while ago and we didn't want to go home so we wanted to stay near the vets and uh, we walked just into town from there and we looked at stuff we'd never looked at before because we were trying to kill time basically and yeah. we saw all these buildings that you know we've, we've walked past or driven past like countless times never noticed and we deliberately went a back way to get into town and I should have had a sketchbook or a camera or something there because, you know, like Maria's saying, she just stops on the spot. It was just so nice. There was all these really old windows and doors and, yeah, and I just wouldn't have noticed. Andrea Jordan says, I don't, I don't know if it's strange, but when I was a kid, I'd put my gum boots on, grab my pad and walk out to the back of the farm until I could see the sea. I'd find a grassy spot and draw to my heart's delight. Now, that sounds amazing Lovely. to me. And and a gum boot is that what we call welly boots? I'm not sure. Gum boots. I've never heard of those. Because she, she's be... from New Zealand, so it must. Oh, yeah. so maybe that is a New Zealand language for Wellington. Boots. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite sure what they are. Whether they're like lace-up walking boots or yeah, wellies. I I was once uh, sketching in um, the middle of a field. I was sketching a barn, and um, I found myself in the middle of a field of cows, which was really scary. I think I spoke of yeah. that ballad once before. So yeah, farm. I wouldn't mind doing farm animals from the safety of behind the fence, but I'm not too keen on being around them too too closely. Okay, so here's the second two then. I'm going to start with the easy okay. one. <laughs> Wendy Parkin. 
Now, Wendy, um, when she was in hospital, she says, when I was in hospital having cancer treatment, it was a good way of taking my mind off how bad I was feeling. I tried drawing local beaches from memory. I did some good ones, but I don't like looking at them now as they remind me of that time. Well, this is, you know, what I was saying about how art journaling or, or sketching or anything like this can be a therapy really in a way um it can get you through really hard times um and i actually know another artist as well who has um had the same um illness um and she did i think she she made a whole sketchbook um of sketches as she was having a chemo she'd sort of sit and draw the the bag you know with the liquid in it and the beds and all that around and uh and she she did this whole sort of whole sketchbook series on on that very thing and funny enough she she now can't she hates looking back at them because it takes her back to a dark place but it again it, it shows you that sketching can take you back somewhere and whether that's a bad place or a good one um but regardless of that the fact that she's felt that she you know that's helped her sort of get through those tough episodes yeah um, like talking to a therapist almost isn't it it really is definitely i i think that's a really good thing to remember if when we go through our hard times you know everybody goes through hard times and it might be worth kind of utilizing that in some way and helping yourself through it by way of art therapy um okay so this is the hard one that tara does not want to read out <laughs> and it's phaser shake sada do you think that's we right? apologize if it's wrong I'm so sorry, Phaser, if this is wrong. Um, she says, drawing a stranger in the subway and that sweet stranger catching on and posing for me, not making any movement, just so I will get off the subway happier having drawn what I want. It's <laughs> so lovely. nice, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And I did say to her, you know, that's really, really brave because I would worry that that person would get up and say, can I see? <laughs> and then be absolutely horrified. <laughs> I just interviewed <laughs> someone who actually said that. She, she said she was drawing someone and, and then they noticed her drawing and she thought they were going to go mad, but he loved it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's great. I mean, the, the, my my problem is, with, see, with sketching, it doesn't necessarily have to be a likeness, no, does it? No, it doesn't. It's just trying to capture someone's character in as short a space as, as you can. Um, so you know when somebody gets up and has a look and you've just drawn them it could be <laughs> quite insulting really but um but yeah she, no she said she she said i think um i just trusted the person at yeah. the time which is lovely isn't it that she's um she does lovely stuff know. doesn't she i was looking at her some of her work um on instagram and it's I don't know whether it was a contour drawing or whether she deliberately done it. Again, you know, we were saying kind of almost a naive style, but it really, really nice. Yeah, I'll have to look that up, actually, um, because I, can't, I I look at so much stuff now. I forget whose is whose, so I will definitely have a look. Um, but, yeah, so we thought we would have some fun with these questions and read one at the end of every episode so that um, you have a chance to um, send us your answers and we can read some of them out on our next episode. Um, so today's question is, uh, if you were stranded on a desert island and could take just two creative items with you, what would they be? So you can tweet your answers to us um, or you can put them on our Facebook page or email us at howdy at kickingthecreatives.com. Um, well, how else, Tara? Um, uh, well, yeah, yeah, we're on Instagram, group. aren't we? We can get messages through yeah, there. Yeah. Or, or just, yeah. yeah, tag us in. In an ideal world, if everybody did it in our Facebook group, it would be, um, we'd be 
find it easier to sort of keep them all in one place but um, wherever wherever so yeah if you were stranded on a desert island and could take just two creative items with you what would they be um, and we encourage you in the meantime to visit our website www.kickinthecreative.com to see what challenge is coming up in February in case you would like to join in. Our next episode is How to Kick Your Inner Critic's Butt. <laughs> Who thought of that title? <laughs> I can't was you. But we might have an interview <laughs> in between that. We don't know yet. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I think that's about that wraps things up for today. Tara, it's been really, really good to speak to you. And um, I hope everybody has a wonderful and creative new year. And we will talk to you again. Um, well, it'll be February, won't yeah, it? Yeah, and you can tell us all about your holiday and how little you did while you were there. <laughs> and you can tell us all about how you, how much you did in Art Journal yeah. January. We'll see you all soon. Right, then. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon.